Magandang umaga po mga kapatid sa Good Neighbor Christian Fellowship at sa lahat po ng ating mga kaibigan at mga kapatiran sa iba't ibang bahagi ng daigdig, tayo po ay nagpupuri at nagpapasalamat sa Diyos sa pagkakataon na magsama-sama tayo sa pagsamba, pagpupuri at sa paglilingkod sa Kanya ngayong umaga. The Lord is good. Uh, we have now come to the end of the lists of the Apostle Peter. as to those virtues of godly living that we have to add to our faith. And at this time, I would like to read the whole passage again to you from the Phillips translation, J.B. Phillips translation of the New Testament. And let us see a, a deeper dimension and uh, a better description of this whole passage coming to us. coming alive to our hearts and our minds. So will you join me today as I read this passage from J.B. Phillips' translation of the New Testament. 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. For this very reason, you must do your utmost from your side and see that your faith carries with it real goodness of life. Your goodness must be accompanied by knowledge. Your knowledge by self-control. Your self-control by the ability to endure. Your endurance too must always be accompanied by devotion to God. That in turn must have, it, must have in it the quality of brotherliness or brotherly kindness. And your brotherliness must lead on to Christian love. May the Lord bless the reading of His Holy Word. Will you now join me in a word of prayer as we commit our time together in the words of God. Oh Father, we thank you for the words that we have read this morning. Allow us, oh Lord, to have an open mind and open heart. Allow us to understand what this means to us, how it applies to us in our daily lives. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your holy wisdom, always guiding us closer and closer to you. Bless our brothers and our sisters all over the world as we spend precious, precious time in the words of God this morning. We give you honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So the whole idea of adding to your faith will help us in building a godly life that gives glory and honor to God. It also attracts so many people to the beauty of Christ in our lives. And they will know that indeed Jesus Christ has the power to change lives, to transform lives. He has the power to fill our lives with favor, and blessings, and such virtues that it will show the handiwork of God. And so today we will focus on Christian love. Now love is not just a word that is cheaply tossed around by so many people who don't even know what it really means. Those some helpless romantic people. who just throw this word love 
left and right, taking advantage of, of girls and, 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 and women who would believe their flatteries. Love is not just a sentimental word that, that will cause you to be a little, you know, nostalgic about the past. Love is not just an idea that brightens the thoughts of many people. There's got to be something more about love than we realize. Oh, there are some secular songs that says, All the world needs love. All the world needs love. Love keeps the world go round and round and round. But what kind of love do we need? The human, selfish, imperfect love? The conditional love? Love that, that is so self-centered and so selfish that, that the one who says, I love you, sees not the person as the object of love, but, but to use that person to get what I want and to get what I need. Oh, that's so far away from the love that Jesus talks about. There was this teacher of the law that came to Jesus one time and asked him, Lord, what is the greatest commandment, commandment in the law? And Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second most important commandment in the Bible is to love your neighbor as to love yourself. Now Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. So we do not get the Hollywood picture of love and use that as our model. We don't use the patriotic sense of love and use that as our model. We use the biblical picture of love, the agape love, the love that comes from the very heart of God. Because without that love, all the love we talk about are superficial love, love that is self-centered and selfish, love that will not really change the world. It will not heal the world. It will not save the world. So the love here that, that Jesus was talking about is a love that we can only receive from God. We cannot manufacture it. We cannot produce it on our own, no matter how hard we try. We can only open our hearts to God and say, God, fill me with your love. God, cleanse my heart. Change my heart. And fill me with that divine love through the Holy Spirit, Spirit that will change the world, touch the world, heal the world, and make the world a better place because the love of God is reigning in our hearts and in our lives. We cannot experience this love apart from the Holy Spirit. We cannot have this love. We cannot, we cannot share this love unless we have the Holy Spirit. And so we pray to God, that as we meditate on this, that we see our need to draw closer and closer to God so that we can be possessed and, and, and receive the overflowing presence of the very love of God. And then we have so much to share overflowing from our hearts and our lives. Oh, 
Glory, glory to the Lord our God. So add to your faith this Christian love. Again, I don't want to describe to you what I think about love. You know, when we were in high school, we have to sign those slam books. I think they call it, or whatever they call it, scrapbook, whatever they call it. And they ask you what is crush. And you define it. What is love? And you define it. Have you ever been in love? And you try to, you know, answer that the best way you can. No, I am not going to give you my ideas of love. I am not going to give you my thoughts of love, not even my my uh, uh, experience of love. What I would like to give you is what the Bible says your love is supposed to be, supposed to look, supposed to feel. At this point, I would like to read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 8. Again, from the J.B. Phillips translation of the New Testament. He actually entitled it, The Christian Love, The Highest and Best Gift. For J.B. Phillips, this is the highest gift from God. The best gift from God. The Christian love. Again, this is something that we can only receive from God because we cannot manufacture it in any way. We cannot obtain it from anywhere, only from the very heart of God. It says, If I speak with the eloquence of men and of angels, but have no love, I become no more than blaring brass or crashing cymbals. If all I do is just talk about it with the eloquence of angels, with the eloquence of the great statesmen of the world. Can you think about the great statesmen of the world? John F. Kennedy of the United States was a was an outstanding statesman. Winston Churchill of the United Kingdom was an outstanding statesman. And maybe there are others you know. These people can can really influence the crowd and mesmerize the crowd and, and, and just grab on to the attention of the audience with such power of speech and eloquence. Not to mention the power of the angels, the eloquence of the angels that spoke to the shepherds, that spoke to the, to the prophets, that spoke to the great men of God in the Old Testament. And even if we have those power of speech and eloquence, if we do not have love, it's nothing. It's just noise. It doesn't touch. It doesn't change. It doesn't transform. It doesn't save. Oh, that's the reason why love is so important. Then he said, If I have the gift of foretelling the future and hold in my mind not only all human knowledge, but the very secrets of God. Can you imagine that? You have such a mind that you can tell of the very secrets of God through the gift of prophecy and foretelling. Even then he says, even if I have also absolute faith that can move the mountains. Or you read in the Bible and you see 
the men of God, the prophets of God, the disciples of God, doing such miracles like never seen before, raising the dead, healing the sick, and, and stealing the storm, and other things. And the Apostle Paul said, yeah, if I have those power and authority, and yet I have no love, I amount to nothing at all. I'm nothing at all. It doesn't make me any special just because I have power and authority. Because really what counts is love. Christian love that flows from the very heart of God. And if I dispose all of that I possess, can you imagine I'm Bill Gates and I have all the money in the world and suddenly one day I decided I'm going to give them all away to all the poor, destitute, suffering, hungry people of the world. Will that make any difference if I have no love? The Bible says no, nothing. Even if I give my body as a sacrifice. He said if I give my own body to be burned like a martyr, burn at stake, burn for the glory of God. And yet if I don't have love, I achieve precisely nothing. It would not make any difference if it's not done in love, if it's not according to the love of God. And this, this love is not just words. This love is something you can touch, something you can see, something you can experience. It says here, this love of which I speak is slow to lose patience. Do you have that kind of love that's so slow to lose patience? It looks for a way of being constructive, not destructive, but build up. It's, it's there to build up one another. Its main purpose is to make you the best you can ever become because of love. It's not possessive, not at all. It's not self-centered, it's not selfish. It will not possess you to use you or manipulate you. No, that's not love. Possessiveness is not love. It is neither anxious to impress, no, nor does it cherish inflated ideas of its own importance. No, that's not love. Love is not there to impress. It's not for, for that purpose. It's not there to show you how important they think you are. No. In fact, love has good manners. It does not pursue selfish advantage. When you are not pursuing selfish advantage, when you are showing a life that is gen gentle and generous and gracious, yes, that's love. Love is not touchy. It does not keep account of evil or gloat over the wickedness of other people. And yet, some people who think they are great lovers of men, yet they gloat over the wickedness of others. They gloat over the failures of others and destruction of others. That's not love. It does not even keep an account of evil. On the contrary, it is glad with all good men when truth prevails. Because you shall know the truth 
the truth will set you free. And when the truth prevails, we are set free. And that's what we need to hear. We need to hear that there is freedom in Christ Jesus. When the man sets, when the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed, Jesus said. And this is where we rejoice. We rejoice in the freedom that God brings to us through Jesus. And bringing Jesus to others is the greatest love of all. The greatest love of all is not loving yourself. The greatest love of all is sharing Jesus. That they may get and obtain freedom and experience freedom and experience the very love of God. Love knows no limit to its endurance. Love doesn't give up. It keeps on going. Even when you don't see any more hope, you just keep on going because of love. Love is the very power that pursues it, that fuels it to the future. Keep on hoping and keep on hanging in there for the Lord. Love knows no limit to its endurance, no end to its trust. Its, its, its trust is unconditional. Its trust is always there. There's no end to its trust, no fading of its hope. It can outlast anything. Ladies and gentlemen, is that the way you describe the love that you have in your heart? Love that will outlast anything. Grief, sorrow, pain, temptations, tragedy. You name it, love just keeps on going. Keeps on going through the most difficult moments, to the darkest of days and darkest of nights. It just keeps on going. It can outlast anything. In fact, it is in fact the one that the one thing that still stands when all else have fallen. Everything else in this world will fall. They will fall apart. But loves will just keep on going on and will continue because love is forever. Love never fails because love is God. It says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth knoweth God, for God is love. That's why love never fails, because the very heart of love is God himself. And that's what we need to experience. That's what we need to develop. That's what we need to exhibit. That's what we need to share. And how can we get that kind of love? Not by striving. Not by working hard. No. But by surrender. I ask you, my dear brother, my sister right now, to surrender your heart to God. Your heart is empty. Your heart is broken. Your heart is hurting. Surrender your heart to God and say, God, come. Wash my heart clean. Heal my heart. and Fill me with your wonderful love. And that love will keep on flowing and keep on flowing and keep on flowing all the way to eternity. And that love will be there no matter what happens. Everything may fall, but that love remains. 
The only thing that will keep standing when everything has fallen, the only thing will, will remain when everything is gone, all the way to eternity. Because God is love and God is in our hearts. Oh, we need that Christian love. Add to your faith Christian love. And that's what we need to pray for right now as you join me. Oh, Father, we thank you for the love of Jesus, for God so loved the world. We thank you for the love that sent my Savior to the cross to redeem me. Oh, Holy Spirit, come, wash this cart clean, empty it of, its, of all vanities and sin and impurities, and then open it wide for the love of God to be poured, the love of God to overflow, of the love of God to change and transform everything. And then God, allow us to be a channel of your love. Allow us to be a channel of your blessings. Allow us, O oh Lord, to be a channel of your hope to the broken, helpless, lost, and dying world. This is what the world needs to hear, the love of God. This is what the world needs to experience, the love of God. And we are here, your hands, your body, your heart to reach out to this world. Help us to do that. Bless us today. Anoint us with your Holy Spirit today. Change us today so that we can do your work to the world. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we praise you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we exalt you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for spending your time studying the word with us. Thank you for your time praying with us. And we hope that we keep on growing in, in, in these virtues of godly living. And keep on sharing this love of God. Oh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.